Welcome back to the Below Average Joe's MMA show. Today we're talking about all things PFL 2023 World Championships, the results, and more importantly, some potential champion versus champion matchups to look forward to in 2024, and a couple of little fight announcements that Dana White dropped uh, around Thanksgiving and on Black Friday. So let's talk about that on today's show. It starts in Washington, D.C. with the PFL. Another season is in the books for the Professional Fighters League. 2023 has come to a close for the organization, and there are some big things to look forward to in 2024. We've got six new champions or repeating champions from last year to talk about their big wins and who they could match up with in the new year against Bellator champions. All right, so we're going to start from the main event and go down top to bottom through the six title fights and the two featured bouts uh, featuring Kayla Harrison and Derek Brunson as well. So we start in the lightweight division. Olivier Alban Mercier goes back to back. He is a two-time PFL champion, $2 million richer, and he gets a big decision victory over Cassius Clay Collard, someone who is the most fan-friendly fighter on the entire PFL roster. And that may still be true, even with all the Bellator fighters on the roster now as well. Uh, he is an absolute dog. He gave it everything he had, but OAM has proved to be nothing short of quite literally perfect in the PFL. After a five-year stint in the UFC between 2014 and 2019, a 7-5 and five record, Olivier Alban Mercier, uh, has since joined the PFL and has not looked back since. He has racked off a perfectly 10-0 record inside of the PFL Smart Cage. Two back-to-back -back championships, as I already said, $2 million richer in the bank. 21-5 and five overall, the Canadian gangster, 34 years old, right in the end of those prime years. So still plenty uh, left to offer, and I think it has shown through and through in these back-to-back -back seasons that he has been victorious in. And now let's talk about the first potential champion versus champion matchup, Olivier Alban Mercier versus Will. See, it's not quite as easy for the lightweight division in Bellator because we just had the second semifinal matchup. Uh, Alexander Chablis dominated Patricky Pitbull and is supposed to be in the finals against the current champion, Usman Nurmagomedov. However, just around a couple of weeks ago, Usman was suspended for six months due to a PED suspension. Hasn't been officially stripped of the title. So what do you do if you are Bellator? Do you see through your lightweight Grand Prix uh, and, and you know wait until Usman's ready in six months to fight Chablis? Or now, since you've been, you know, acquired by the PFL, is this Grand Prix kind of just set to the side, uh, essentially, or even not really a thing anymore, especially when you add in the Usman factor? And does that mean we get Chablis versus Olivier Alban Mercier? Does OAM wait and just fight Usman straight up champion versus champion? Um, I'm not sure all the specifics around the suspension of Nurmagomedov, but I think it's strange that he hasn't been officially stripped. It just seems weird if someone does get suspended, whether it was a purposeful usage of a banned substance or accidental. Regardless, it's still a suspension. 
it's hard to keep your belt around a suspended fighter. You know, if they're injured or something like that, it's different. Um, so here in this circumstance, I don't know what the plan will be for the PFL and Bellator. But regardless, OAM versus Shibley, who has looked dominant his past few fights in Bellator, especially during this Grand Prix, or against Usman Armagomedov, someone who is 18-0 undefeated, ran through everyone that he's fought in Bellator. Both matchups are fantastic. We then move to the co-main event, the heavyweight championship, where the giant six foot eight Hennan Fajera finally put it all together in back-to-back-to-back consecutive fights en route to winning the PFL tournament, getting the championship belt, getting the $1 million. He finishes Dennis Goltsov in the second round via TKO and finishes a perfect season, three straight knockout victories this year. He had the no contest overturn where he did lose to Rizvan Kunaev at the very beginning of the year, the former Eagle FC heavyweight champion. That was overturned due to a another like PED type of suspension deal there, which is a shame too because Kunaev, I was really excited to see him finish out this season. So we'll see if we get to see him in 2024. But regardless, Henan Fajera did what he was dealt, right? The cards that he was dealt is what he had, and he ran with it. Three straight wins, wins the championship fight here. And the heavyweight championship matchup that he could see is very interesting. And I say that because not only would it be a PFL champion versus a Bellator champion, Ryan Bader, but you also have the added-in factor that Ryan Bader is a former UFC veteran as well. So Hinton Fajera could really do a lot for his name value there in a potential champion versus champion matchup with Ryan Bader. Big time size difference, though, in that one. In terms of length, in terms of height, that would be a very interesting kind of fight to see how Bader would approach that matchup. But Hennon Fajera versus Ryan Bader, heavyweight champions collide in 2024. This one is where it gets fun. We have the women's featherweight champion, Larissa Pacheco. She went back-to-back in two different weight classes. She's the first PFL fighter to ever win championships in two different weight classes. Last year at 155 pounds, this year at 145 pounds. She's been on an absolute tear. She obviously upset Kayla Harrison last year to win the lightweight championship here. Got a decision victory over Marina Maknakina. I have to really slow myself down when I pronounce that name. Uh, It seems like the clear fight for Pacheco is champion in PFL versus the featherweight champion in Bellator, Chris Cyborg. Coming off of a big win over Kat Zingano, very fresh, has a boxing match coming up relatively soon. Champion versus champion, Brazil versus Brazil powerhouses two women that can just shut off anybody's lights the wrench in the plans is that of one of the featured bouts kayla harrison did get a big comeback victory over aspen lad and pretty much without saying specific names called out chris cyborg what do you do if you're the pfl here do you want to do champion versus champion pacheco versus cyborg kayla fights the winner Do you want to do Kayla versus Cyborg, the fight that people have clamored for for quite a few years now, although Kayla is no longer the champion, a little bit less caliber on that in terms of the stories going in? I would go with the former. I think you take advantage of Pacheco's hot streak, her momentum right now. She's the champion. Pacheco versus Cyborg. Kayla gets the winner. That's what I think PFL should do.
MAGA Millions became the welterweight champion, a two-time champion. Three two-time champions on this card now in the final end of the 2023 season. Magomed won back in 2018 and five years later wins in 2023. And honestly, some injuries and whatnot maybe keeping him back from winning a third one in some of these past couple of years. But he gets the submission over Sadabu C. C had really been on a tear lately, won it last season, had been getting big-time finishes, and made a complete 360 on his career. People kind of viewed him as just a decision, point-style fighter, proved that narrative wrong, but couldn't get anything going here against Magomed. He really just controlled the pacing. Sadabu had some moments but nothing big enough to really turn the tide. And Magomed took advantage of that and got the submission victory. And he could be going up against someone who just played spoiler over in Bellator at their final event, 301, Jason Jackson. Big-time underdog, just beat the uh, undefeated at the time, 27-0 Yaroslav Amazov to become the welterweight champion, even finished him via TKO. So that is an interesting fight. They had him obviously square off in the cage. It's hard to say how that fight would go because Jason Jackson just played a big-time spoiler, was the underdog, loves being the underdog. He's won six or seven straight fights in a row. Magomed's on a tear, probably in the prime of his career right now, even though he won a championship five years ago. That is maybe the most intriguing champion versus champion matchup that we have going right now at light heavyweight impa kasang and i completed his story in 2020 he was a part of the most viral knockout in the history of the ufc and maybe of all mixed martial arts when he lost with this crazy spinning kick to joaquin buckley even had a loss in eagle fc but put it all together fought four or five times this year had to win on the challenger series just to put himself into the pfl tournament this year runs through the ranks, and gets a very, very decisive decision victory over Josh Silvera. He had a near-flawless performance, looked so good, clean, precise, technical, never got tired. The commentary kept pointing this out. I don't believe he ever even breathed out of his mouth. He always had his mouth shut and was breathing out of his nose. To do that over the course of a 25-minute championship fight with a very high pace, it's absolutely unbelievable. He looked incredible. I'm so happy for Impa that he got this opportunity and took full advantage of it. And he wants Vadim Nemkov, the Bellator light heavyweight champion, one of the best light heavyweight fighters in the world, if you ask me. However, uh, Vadim has kind of hinted at wanting to move up to heavyweight. I will say now with this acquisition and the combination of rosters, I don't quite know if that's what makes the most sense. For him, and I don't know if the PFL slash Bellator will even want him to do that now when you have like a Bader versus Fajera matchup to go to in the future. I think you have to stay at light heavyweight for at least one more fight and do champion versus champion Impa Kasanganai versus the Deem Nimkov. And then the final championship fight, Jesus Pinedo completed his own underdog story. He had knocked out Brennan Lochnane. He was still uh, an underdog when he beat Bubba Jenkins and comes in here at essentially a pick em. But let's be honest, he was the underdog because he had lost to Gabriel Braga in the first fight of the 2023 season. And not only did he get the win, he got the finish via TKO early in round three. 
Some people are upset with the stoppage. I can see that argument for sure. It maybe was a little bit early, but he was just unloading on Braga. He was just going to keep landing strikes until he inevitably went to sleep. I was okay with the stoppage, but I do 100% you know, see the argument for an early stoppage, and I wouldn't have been upset either way. Regardless, he gets a huge, huge victory. Underdog through and through, much like Aush Manfio back in 2021 in the lightweight division. He faces off with the legend of Bellator, Patricio Pitbull. That is a very fun matchup, champion versus champion. Pinedo versus Pitbull, 145-pound gold on the line. Sign me up. And then one final fight to discuss. Obviously, I talked about Kayla already, but non-championship related. Derek Brunson did make his PFL debut at 39 years old, and uh, he got rocked and knocked in uh, round number one by Ray Cooper the third, but recovered very well, even stole that round, and then ran away with it in rounds two and three and route to a 30-27 decision victory. I thought that they had said when he signed originally earlier this year, he planned to compete in the 205-pound season in 2024. This was a middleweight bout. Ray Cooper did, however, miss weight. So I don't know what they plan to do uh, with Derek. If he wants to compete in the season next year, will he do middleweight? Will he do light heavyweight? And as well, does he even want any part of a season at this point because of the merger with Bellator? Does he kind of just want to do big fights over there? I would imagine he would want to compete in a season for a chance to win a million dollars, as would a lot of people. But we shall see at this point in his career. I don't feel like he's necessarily going for anything legacy-related too strongly. Obviously, if he were to win a PFL championship, that's awesome. But at this point, a million dollars probably sounds nicer to Derek than just getting a championship belt or a big fight against a Bellator prominent name. So we'll see what they do. I know the PFL doesn't necessarily have a middleweight division to do a tournament in, so maybe they can build it around Derek or... Does it mean Derek Brunson can hop right in and fight the middleweight champion of the world in Bellator in Johnny Eblen? So that's all I've got. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Did you enjoy the 2023 PFL season? Who are your you know, biggest takeaways in terms of winners that we got with the six champions from this year? And are you excited for those potential champion versus champion matchups between the PFL and Bellator. And now that we are done with the PFL discussion, we will hop right into a couple of quick fight announcements before we get out of here in the MMA weekend recap. So on December 2nd, this upcoming weekend, UFC Austin, a jam-packed fight night card. Um, Bobby Green was originally supposed to fight Dan Hooker in a five-round co-main event. Dan Hooker injured or broke the same arm that he's already had surgery on in the past. He is out. They found a replacement, however. It is a three-round co-main event now. Bobby Green versus Jalen Turner. That is a super fun matchup. A, about as good of a replacement as you're going to get. And it's funny because Dan Hooker's so long and rangy. So is Jalen Turner. I think at this point in both of their careers, Jalen is much more dangerous right now and has more potential still and upside. But it's a big test for him to fight a you know, old veteran in Bobby Green that still carries power and precision and is still very much a live dog in any fight that he is in. We also got the confirmation of the February card uh, headlined by Volkanovsky and Toporia, UFC 298. It is going to be in Anaheim, California, so nothing in Australia for Volk this time. 
but that is the confirmation, the event, and where it will be taking place. The other fight announcement was Joe Pfeiffer, the middleweight division zone from Dana White Contender Series. B. Joe Pfeiffer is getting his first main event opportunity. It will come February 10th, 2024, against number 10 ranked Jack Hermanson. And then the third and final announcement slash denouncement at the same time, Khalil Roundtree was scheduled to also be on the December 2nd card this coming weekend in Texas against Azamat Mirzakhanov. He had fallen out with injury. Khalil Roundtree could not compete on December 2nd's card with his new opponent, but he will compete in the co-main event on December 9th, and he will face Anthony Lionheart Smith. So a big-time matchup there, two top 15-ranked guys. And uh, it's still a good fight, absolutely is. Maybe even a more kind of questions in that fight, if you will, because Anthony is just in such a weird spot in his career where you just kind of don't know what he still wants to do. And uh, Khalil is uh, really showing to carry power and still putting people away at this point in his career as well. So a fun one, no longer December 2nd for Khalil, but now December 9th against the Lionheart, former title challenger. Anthony Smith. And that's all I've got for you all today on the MMA weekend recap. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you all had a great week and a great weekend. Hopefully much of the same this upcoming week, the final week of November as we head into the final calendar uh, month of 2023 and for the 2023 mixed martial arts uh, year can't really speak at the end here era year i mixed them together and said eh <laughs> but i will see you guys this coming weekend as we preview a big fight night card in austin texas headlined by benil daryush and armand saryukian catch you guys then